The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. My bookie rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for Monday night basketball, March Madness, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit match away halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, thank you guys for joining me. This is the HOOPBALL Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Brooks. And... For today, we want to bring in a special guest that we've already had before, um, somebody that knows the Mavericks inside and out, has plenty of opinions and insight on the game and on the team and how they've been performing, and is a live wire on Twitter. He's a must-follow. We have Mavs Reddit own Thomas Rubin. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. Doing nice. pretty good. Nice. Um, so the Mavericks, man, so... Wednesday was a little bit of a scare again, just like we had the last time we played Boston. And I was a little, I, I wasn't, I, I mean, we won, so I'm, I'm not speaking in real time here. But at the time, I was a little concerned as in terms of like, will this turn into another situation like last game where we have to win it with a last second shot after it seemingly looked like we had the game in hand? Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Because obviously we won, and, and thankfully we just pulled it out. Because at this point, a win is a win. We will take it. But what were your thoughts on the game against the Celtics? So, uh, yeah, a win's a win. At the end of the day, like, to me, that's all that matters. But, so it's funny. So I actually didn't watch a lot of the game because I was out uh, doing stuff. And, uh, you know, I had – it was the fourth quarter, and people were, like, blowing up my phone and being like, check the, you know, check the game, check the answer of the game. Like, I had uh, friends contacting me, like, family members being like, hey, like, you might want to watch the game right now because it, it doesn't look like it's going to – either you might want to watch the game or you might not want to watch the game. So I was like, okay. So I find the game somewhere, and I'm like, okay, this is bad because I had, I had someone on Twitter just be like, hey, like, just keep me updates. Like, oh, like, we're up by 20, we're up by 20. It's nothing. Like, you know, oh – no, we're up by 15. Oh, crap. Like, no, we're only up by 10. And I was like, this is great. Um, it's just, it's 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 almost like a microcosm of, like, stuff that's been wrong with the Mavs all year. <laughs> you know, where it's like, where, like, my whole philosophy is, like, if you're up by 20, like, do not let up. Like, don't, you know, uh, keep your ga- keep your foot on the gas, you know, like, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we seem to have a problem doing that. <laughs> Whether it be just, like, the guys on the floor or... Um, sometimes like a coach's decision or something like that like something always seems to happen where it's like the games are a lot closer than the way they need to be <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know i saw people on twitter being like oh you know we're just trying to make sure like our our clutch you know record is so really good and i'm like 
even if that's true, like, you really can't be playing without fire. You know, like, Boston, I guess, like, Boston's not performing for what, like, for what I think they were trying to perform at the beginning of the year. Like, I think they told themselves it was, like, a top, like, two seed in the East. And, you know, they have, you know, obviously these really great, great talents and uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown <laughs> and, you know, and a bunch of guys, you know, Kemba Walker, all these guys around them. Um, and, like, I think they're perform. I think they're kind of the same way that we are where, we underperform and they also underperform and you know, they just like kicked it up a notch, like at the perfect time. Um, Cause we honestly, like if it wasn't for Jalen and Luca, like we should have lost that game, you know, like, absolutely. and then like, again, there's also like Rick Carlisle's, you know, weird decision about, you know, leaving KP out because of Marcus smart, <laughs> which I, I think might be a little oversimplification on my part, but still, it's like something that he like explicitly noted said after the game was that you know he was worried about Marcus Smart on KP and I was like well that's kind of weird you know <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't I don't know I'm not a coach I don't really you know know what the stats would have been you know so uh, yeah. I mean again a win's a win it's ugly like yeah it's super ugly like of course people on Twitter are gonna talk about it still you know because it was an ugly game you know on both sides mm-hmm. um, especially towards the end so. Yeah, but a win's a win, so I can't really complain too much. <laughs> Absolutely. So my thing is, so some of these games where we get towards the end or, you know, we get in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, and the game's hanging in the balance, and there's so many times where um, Luca either propels us to a win or he holds off the other team, and it's almost by himself. And while Jalen Brunson, you know, he's been spectacular this season for all, you know, for all circumstances included, um, but at the same time, we don't know. I don't think I don't think that the Mavericks or the NBA in general views him as a solidified secondary playmaker, closer type of guy. Do you think that the Mavericks suffer from not having a secondary play? Because I've mentioned on my podcast um, previously that while I love Porzingis, he's more of a play finisher instead of a playmaker. So he needs to be set up to do different things. Do you think that the Mavericks sometimes suffer? From ha- from not having a secondary playmaker that can help close games with Luca. Yeah, I th- yeah, you know, like Jalen Jalen's been. I think Jalen has been really great, and he's been. I feel like he's been punching above his weight class, but I feel like most guards who come through Dallas, you know, under Ricardo, punch above their weight class. Um, you know, like Jalen's great on his own. I think he, you know, I think he'd be a fine. Uh, a fine starter on a lot of, on a couple teams, you know, on a couple teams you need a point guard. Um, but yeah, I do agree that I think like when it looks when you look at like KP, like I think Luca does need like a, another solidified, like very much like a an established like second guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, who can uh, create his own shot or you know help run the offense as well, you know. Again, like Jalen's great in that role at the moment, but at the time, at the same time, I think Jalen he's been he's been punching he's been punching above his weight class, especially this year. So, yeah, and I I mean, and and yeah, you speak to a great point. I mean, when guys come down and they play under Carlisle's system, it just seems to be that way. I mean, same thing happened I, to a lesser extent with Seth Curry, although he was already a proven commodity before he got to Dallas. But last year, he just had a, an outstanding season. He led the league in three point shooting. I mean, just a terrific year. And um, another guy who I, who I hated to see go, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Porzingis is, you know, this quote unquote second guy. 
if you're talking just a tandem, but I think in, yeah. in today's game, you just need a second playmaker, somebody who can get other people going because a lot of times it just comes down and it's no secret. It's Luca has to make something happen for everybody. And if they had one more guy, that was a little, I mean, and I don't want to take anything away from Jalen Brunson. I think he's great. I think he's terrific. Like you said, I think he's, you know, I think he's playing, you know, a little above water than maybe people expected, or maybe this is something we'll see from him moving forward, but it still doesn't feel sustainable in the sense that they need another guy on the perimeter, maybe a little bigger and a guy who can get to the rim and finish and get to the free throw line a little more frequently. I think that would really benefit the Mavs um, in terms of like moving from, you know, five, five, six, seven to really jump and making a leap into that top four uh, category of the um, Western Conference. Mm -hmm. But so your current the current state of the Mavs. So for me, this is where I'm at with the Mavericks. I think they are a good team. I think that they can beat pretty much any team in, in the league on any given night. But we're we're talking about a team that in a playoff series, who all can they beat? And I think there's some limitations on the roster, much to what we just talked about with not having a secondary playmaker. But I just think, you know, they don't have a ton of rim protection, although Porzingis has been much better at rim protecting. Like I've been telling people, just be patient with him. Um, he seemed to have, have ground, has found his footing on the defensive end. And they could use a little more athleticism as well um, for their big men. What, what's your what's your view on the current state of the Mavs? How do you feel about this year's Mavericks team as they are today? Um, they're a good team. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I do think there are limit, there are law limitations uh, to us if we were to go into a playoff series, uh, especially where we are now, where we're the seventh seed and. This year, the seventh seed has to fight for their spot, basically, uh, with the playing tournament. Which, again, like people have asked me about this, and I will say that, like the playing tournament, like as like just a NBA fan, awesome. It just sucks when it's your team, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think everybody's trying to we're all trying to jump up to the sixth seed. That's what we all want. Um, but there are limitations. Um, I feel like the way the roster is constructed. Um, so far has not lived up to what, you know, I think what people thought. Um, I think that a lot of, like, the decisions, whether it be Rick making decisions or the front office or somebody making decisions to rest uh, KP or Luca or both um, for games at a time, at a very crucial time, especially right now, because I think we have, like, something like six games in eight days. Like, we have a couple back-to-backs coming up, which are never fun um, when it comes to the roster. Um, you know, like, I feel like there's a bunch of guys who have, again, and I think it's, again, it's, I think it's all because of, like, Rick Carlisle and just kind of the system, but there's a lot of guys who have theoretically punched way above their, way above their weight limit. Um, you know, like, I, again, like, the other day where I think it was, I think we played the Pelicans, where our starting lineup was literally three undrafted guys and then two... Uh, second round guys and it's like that's kind of crazy like the what we're able to get out of these guys sometimes is great like if Dorian can a shot that's awesome um if he plays defense that's awesome if tim is hot that's great uh you know they're just a bunch of, the only thing is that um it's like the talent level isn't quite as high as i think a lot of people expected us to be this year 
Um, which again, like looking back at it, it's also like we have a bunch of guys who are, you know, uh, you know, second round picks or undrafted free agents. And it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, that team plus KP and Luca is like the team, um, especially considering the fact that we're what I think at this recording, like four games above 500, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, still in the playoffs, which is great, you know, technically. But, you know, it's just, I do feel like there are limitations. I feel like, you know, there's, um, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of it isn't on the team either. I feel like that stretch where we had the COVID stuff um, yeah, really messed up a bunch of guys. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. where, you know, I feel like we, we, we might be already like a five, a five seed or a six seed already at the moment, you know, if mm-hmm. if those guys have stayed healthy. Because there were, te- there were games in that stretch of games where I was like, we could have won that game easily, like if everybody was there, you know. Um, that's kind of what I feel about the Mavs right now. Uh, you know, I... I love the team, obviously. Like you know, I run a, a Twitter account dedicated to the team, but yeah. but you know, it's just like it's 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 uh it's annoying, and uh you know, I I feel like if COVID stuff didn't happen, I feel like maybe if like um the talent roster was a little bit better, I'd feel a lot better about this team in the in the long run. But um, I mean, I guess we'll kind of see what happens in the off season. I guess since we didn't make we made one trade, which I think was a good trade in the long run, but you know, so. Yeah, and and I'm glad you mentioned that. Great Twitter account, by the way. Anyone out there who is not following Mavs Reddit, but you are a Mavericks fan, you should be following immediately. And even if you're not, if you're just a fan of the NBA, great engagement, always terrific stuff um, being tweeted out by you. But <clears throat> as we speak to Twitter, give me your so I so uh, so a few things. One, so this is kind of a two part question that I have for you. One. There's some there's two polarizing names that seem to light Mavs Twitter sphere on fire every game. And that's Dwight Powell and that is Josh Richardson. Me personally, I've been I've been exercising patience with Dwight because he's coming off such a tough injury. And and this has just been a year unlike any other. And so while he's been inconsistent, he showed flashes of you know, the old Dwight Powell and he showed flashes of not quite being where maybe he would like to be. And even showing just some maybe physical limitations on, you know, defending bigger guys in the post, having a little bit of an issue guarding quicker um, fours out there. But overall, I feel like he's been okay. Josh Richardson, he's just been in a funk and couldn't make shots lately. Um, And he was a guy that we really thought was going to be a a great two-way player, which he's he's been good for Dallas. But again, like you mentioned with COVID, guys might still be behind a little bit. You just never know how this has affected everyone that has played. So what are your thoughts on those two? Where do you stand on Josh Richardson and Dwight Powell? Uh, You know, well, let's talk about Dwight, I guess, first, since Dwight's usually the one that I see to me anyway on my timeline always seems to light up way quicker than anyone else on the team. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, Dwight is going to be Dwight. Um, I, you know, with I feel so bad about that injury still, just because like people ragged on him forever. You know, he gets hurt, and then people are like, "Oh man, this sucks." And it's like, "Well, yeah, dude," because you never want to see a guy get hurt. Like, just like you know, no matter how much I have, like disliked a guy or whatever, like I just I I can't do it. You know, like I don't like I don't like to. I like for a guy's like career to be like on you know hold because of a an injury, mm-hmm. um, and you know like I I feel like he gets a lot of undeserved hate, um, because I mean like if if you're if you're a person who's working a job and you get a promotion, a pay raise, 
you know, like mm-hmm. great. You know, it's not it's not your you know it's not a so the only money you have, to worry, you have to worry about is like your own and like it's the company's you know like that's the only thing that's the only thing. So I don't you know I don't I don't like the contract that they gave him just because like I do think that money could be allocated somewhere else. Um, but at the same time, like okay, like you're, I'm not if I'm him, I'm not you know saying no to that contract that they gave him. Um, oh. You know, and I feel like a lot of that, and I feel like to a fault, it might just be like the Maz organization where we are loyal to guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, extremely loyal to Dirk, extremely loyal to JJ Brea, extremely loyal to like Devin Harris, like just a bunch of guys who came through, you know, who like did XYZ, like now, you know, JJ's been able to play, like he's been able to show his talents out in Europe and, you know, Devin Harris is now, uh, you know, working a you know, working the um, the commentating stuff, so that's great. You know, but um, it's just like, and obviously, Dirk is Dirk. Dirk Dirk has a, like lifetime money with the team, no matter what he does. Like, they will make up a role for him and pay him accordingly. But yeah, but, yeah but, you know, like, but you know, like, I I just feel like um, I feel like Dwight's gonna be okay. I think Dwight's two biggest Dwight's biggest thing was he was able to run to the rim. You know, um, he hasn't really been able to do much this year. I think because obviously the Injury still kind of hampering a little bit. Um, not saying that's bad, just like it's not, it's, he's not as springy as he used to be. And a lot of people with that injury aren't after. Um, you know, I don't really have any ill will towards Dwight at all. Um, he's fine to me as a person. And um, yeah, like maybe one day we trade him or maybe one day like the contract just ends and we don't re sign him, but or he takes a pay cut or something. But, uh, you know, um, at the end of the day, it's a business, and that's the money that they gave him. So I can't really be too mad. Uh, do I wish sometimes that like, he didn't flail when he like tried to grab him a rebound or something? Yeah, I would. But <laughs> you know, like, he's 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 a funny guy, so I can't really be too mad. Um, when it comes to Jay Rich, uh, Jay Rich is interesting because he is act. I think I believe that he is actually um, he's actually a also he's a, he, his uh, his agent is also the same one as. Uh, as Luca, you know, mm-hmm. so they're kind of friends in that sense. Uh, and I think, I think if down the line, Luca says, okay, this is my team. I'm calling the shots, which I really think may happen one day because we've seen it happen. Like with the guys in Brooklyn and the Lakers, and every, you know, you know, the more that people can even like Giannis out of M- Milwaukee, you know, it's like, Hey, like you guys need to trade for people, blah, blah, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like Luca will eventually get down to that. You know, when it comes, especially after this next contract. But you know, I feel like Jay Rich is one of those guys where like Luke would be like, "No, I want him on my team." You know, because we're friends, or you know, because you know, I really believe in him, or, blah, or something with the, you know, um, he's one of those guys that I don't think he's going to go away, whether we like it or not. Uh, you know, he's one of the guys that I I believe he got pretty bad COVID. You know, like yeah, he like was gone seemed, for quite a while. Yeah, he's gone for a while. So I just. You know, and I I feel like everybody was saying how last year was like the bubble year, like that there should be asterisk year. I think this year should be the asterisk year, just because like COVID has done has done a, has done a lot to the team negatively. <laughs> you know, COVID did a lot to the Wizards, theoretically, you know, bad too. So, you know, I just there are a couple teams that I feel like COVID has really messed up this year, um, and ours being one of the ones that they've messed up, but probably not as bad as some other teams. Um, you know, and, uh, I'm not out, I'm not out on Jay Rich at all. You know, I feel like his, the way that it seems like the guys interact with them, like social media and stuff like that, I feel like the guys like him a lot, 
know, mm-hmm. which is good. You you gotta have camaraderie if you're gonna be, you know, uh, an NBA team. Um, if you're gonna be an NBA team. So I feel like it's gonna be okay. Uh, this year may be a wash. We may not be as high as we want to be, um, but you know I think, and I hate doing the whole like oh it's, oh it's always there's always next year type of stuff. But I think this year especially just because of all the COVID stuff and the uh, the minimized games and like just like the crunch again like we have six games in eight days, <laughs> which is not fun, <laughs> you know for them anyway. I don't think it's fun for them because just like that's that's a lot of work to do in eight days. Like normally it's like four games, you know, or five games even. So adding an extra game there, just it's not fun for them, I'm sure. So, um, you know, because they just have to be super, uh, you know, super into it the entire time. And I think it's because right now it's like, it's almost like the dog days of the NBA season at the moment, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, like we're just gearing up for, I think we have some like 20 games left. So I feel like they're just, they're waiting, you know, for that. But sometimes they are, but uh yeah, I'm not on Jay Rich. I think Jay Rich will be fine in the long run. It's going to take a little bit, I think. I think, again, this season is a wash. Like, let's get a full offseason, you know, under our belt. Um, you know, I don't know how the offseason is going to work this year because I know, like, with the Olympics and stuff like that, it's going to be a little different. Um, and obviously because, you know, I think, at least for next year, I think, like, the schedule is going to be about the same, too, where it's it starts in December or November or something. And, you know, so... Um, yeah, I think between Jay Rich and Dwight, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. You know, it's going to be fine. I think for both of those guys, whether like they move or um, they get better, it's you know, I think we'll be okay. Nice, yeah. I, and see, I think, and I think you and I kind of have the same views on just the team in general. Like, you're not extreme over the top about anything. You're able to criticize, but also have context within how you feel about a player. Because I, I feel like. Mavs Twitter in general is just very extreme. And it's not lost on me the fact that when all these guys were down with COVID, all I kept reading about was we need to trade this player and we need to trade that player. And I'm like, we don't even have the the team intact right now to even say who should be traded and who should stay on the team. It was really um, it was really crazy to see. But like I say, you seem to have the same kind of mindset as me in terms of just, you know, you're not really – over the top or you you know you can explain a guy that maybe he isn't the greatest player for the for the Mavericks long term but he also is somebody is a valuable commodity to the team as they're currently constructed and so with that being said as it speaks to Mavs Twitter I am one who think it's very extreme when we win everything is great when it's when we lose it's almost as if we find a reason why we shouldn't have lost and it's just the nature of the business. Like you're not going to go 82 and 82 and 0, or in this case, 72 and 72 and 0. Where are you at on Mavs Twitter? Do you feel like it's um, because you're very much involved in all engagement across the board. Do you feel like we're a little too extreme with the Mavericks and maybe we should, you know, have a little bit more laid back approach and accept this season for what it is because they are one of the hotter teams in the NBA right now. They've they've actually got back on a winning stride, but they're going to drop a game here or two. How do you feel about Mavs Twitter as they react on a nightly basis? Oh, Mavs Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I was like, so Mavs Twitter didn't really start popping off until like 2015, 2016. And even at that time, it was pretty lawless out there. Uh, I had started, you know, just tweeting to tweet. Um, I remember when I first started, 
there are a couple accounts. Uh, Squish forty one being one of them, uh, one of my best friends now. But uh, um, there are a couple accounts who like everything was negative all the time, like no matter what. Um, and obviously at the time, like we weren't good. Uh, you know, the Rockets were starting to catch fire, and then the Spurs were so consistently great. You know, um, and so I, I just and so I, I started tweeting just because I wanted people just like, hey man, it's okay to be mad, like you know whatever but just like calm down you know mm-hmm. um yeah i think that maps i think almost every fan base like i have a few i've i have a few friends from different fan bases like i have a a friend who does a podcast who is a brooklyn fan you know and his tweets like on a night to night basis are like you know why the hell did so and so do this or why did so and so do this like mm-hmm. can't wait for kd to get you know all this stuff and i'm like man like every i think every i think every fan base deals with something like this um you know, when we're hot, it's great. Everything's great usually. When it's not, it's, it's literally hell on earth. You know, yeah, um, get rid of everybody. We yeah. don't. He's terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's it, it's it's just the nature of like Twitter and like the internet in general, where it's just everything is immediate gratification. Like at the moment, you know, like if you win, it's like the hot takes are super hot. If you lose, the hot takes are even hotter. Um, I you know I think that everybody and the thing about me like. Yes, I love the Mavs. Yes, like they're you know they're the reason why I am on Twitter a lot. But at the same point, like you know, the Mavs aren't my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mentioned it on my podcast actually, on my own podcast last last week, and uh, uh, I got one like one thing of hate mail, and I was like, oh, like look at this mother, look at this you know blah, asshole blah blah, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how the Mavs aren't his life. And I was like, it's true, man. Like you don't, you know, like. <laughs> And the guy deleted his tweet, which I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I would have, you know, because I think pe- people do know, like, on Twitter, like, if they go after me first, like, it's open season for me. Like, you know, people know not to try to go after me too much. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, I, the Mavs, like, I love them. I much love the Mavs. Like, I have way bigger things to worry about in my life. You yeah. know, like, a win-loss record, you know, doesn't put food on the table for me. You know, like absolutely. So, like, I have a kid on the way. You know, like, so oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. You know, like, I have a kid on the way, so I'm just like, I'm not. You know, I have way bigger things to worry about than than you know, uh, Jay Rich going like what, like two for fifteen on a night. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, he would never shoot that much, but you know, like <laughs> just stuff like that. Like, I just, I, I don't really care. Like, you know, like at this point, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm at a point where, um, I feel like everybody should just like, you know. You know, get away from Twitter for a second. You know, take a breath. Go take a nap. You know, like, Absolutely. you know, go go enjoy like uh, a poison of your choice or whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like just go chill out. You can talk about the team in real life. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be on Twitter all the time to be super angry at people. So, you know, seriously. And um, and and speaking to that, I think I just learned a long time ago. You'll you'll be upset way more often than you're happy if if you're allowing the win the wins and the losses to sway your emotions every single time. Sometimes you just gotta chop it up and say, "Hey, we lost tonight. The better team won. I wish we would have did X, Y, and Z, but we're on to the next game." Because a lot of time, like you say, they're already in a in a back to back situation. They play the Knicks tonight, and then they play the Wizards tomorrow, which we'll touch on briefly here in a sec. But at the same time. It's like, you know, you're on Twitter and you're seeing so many people just, you know, with such varying degrees of outlooks on the team and and players. And it's just 
the, the nature of the business is just you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days, but let's try to find a happy medium. And I just feel a lot of times, and like you said, and which is a great point, it's just Twitter and fan bases in general. They're very extreme, no matter which side you're on. I just find it odd because I'm a fan too. And, and I've never, I've never been that type of fan where I'm just so extreme. Now, honestly, as an admitted Cowboys fan, They've frustrated me plenty of days, but I've got <laughs> to the point now after after a lot of years of growth that I just won't let them ruin my Sunday anymore. And I just think that a lot of times if people if more people took that approach and understood that these guys are human, too, because they talk about these guys as if they're robots that just didn't work when they put the batteries in or something. And it's so it's it's so weird to see. So as a guy like you, who's very much in tune with with Mavs Twitter, um, that's good to hear from you because because again we just seem to share the same views. Um, moving along, so speaking of speaking of the Knicks, that's who they play tonight, and obviously this is the first time they'll play them. Um, and I'm excited for this game because I I I, I want to see Porzingis play against his former team. I hope he I hope he has a great game. I think he he took a lot of unfair criticism when he left there because. That team was just headed nowhere fast. And if I'm him, I would have tried to get out of there too. And them being good now does not like validate their their thinking that, oh, he should have stayed type of deal. But anyway, I won't get too far into that. Um, but what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Do you feel like do you feel like this is a game they should win? What are you looking for in terms of production? I mean, obviously we would like to get Josh Richardson you know, off the snide because he's been a little off lately. But what are your views on this matchup tonight? Uh, you know, I think it's a game that we should have won. Um, but then I think every game that we play, we should have won. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's going to be fun. You know, I, I've, I have no ill will towards, like, any Knicks fans, like, or New York or anything. Like, um, they're fine, you know, for the most part. Like, I, there are a few who, like, will, like, I've seen, like, in KP's, like, you know, uh, on his Twitter and stuff like that, they just like they they go after him, and I'm like, that's interesting, um, because it's been like what year and a half, two years since the trade. So you know, um, they're a good team, like you know, and I know like it's the East, you know, and everything like that. But I mean, like, they're at 500, you know, like I didn't expect them to be 500 this late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a good team. They're I think they're like what like fifth or fourth in the East right now, which is crazy. Like. Yeah. Again, it's the East. Down to like nine. It's a, it's like a one game separation from all those teams. That's crazy. Like That's you can lose two games and be out of the playoffs, and you can win two games and you can be in fourth. <laughs> yeah, that's such a crazy. I know the East is so weird. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the West is kind of like that too in a different way, though. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I think we're like what like three games behind like the fourth seed, something like that at the moment. It, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know. Um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I like Julius Randle. I like Emmanuel quickly. I've, I've watched. I've actually watched a few Knicks games, like just here and there, just like when I'm bored. I'm like, oh, like the Knicks are playing early. Okay, like for us anyway. Like Knicks are playing early. Okay, cool. I'm gonna put it on real quick and watch it. Um, at least until the Mavs game starts, or whatever. And uh, I mean, it's cool. Like you know, like the Knicks are gonna the Knicks. I'm, I'm, it's good. For, it's good that they're good. Like it's good that they're like good and they're gonna make the playoffs more likely. Um, for them, you know, I just think it's good, and I think. Like, in terms of, like, who won or lost that trade, I think in the long run, like, because I've seen a graphic where it's, like, you know, the Knicks, like, it's basically, like, the 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 cause and effect of, like, the Porzingis trade for them, right? And it's, like, mm-hmm. someone ends up, like, a, we get Julius Randle. And I was, like, okay, that's cool. Like, 
however you guys want to spin it. Like, I think if you want to spin it like that, then neither of got neither neither of us lost that trade. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, like yeah, really. great. Like I'm hoping, like hoping in a few years anyway. Hoping in a few years, if Pring is still on the team, like you know, both sides can just be like, okay, cool. Like that was a good trade. Like let's just play. You know, like who cares? Um, you know, uh, if we lose, like I, I expect Twitter to be on fire again. Um, so cool. it'll, probably, it'll probably be an, it'll probably be an early night for me at that point. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think playing in the garden is always pretty cool. Uh, like I, I know there's a few people on Maps Twitter who will be there tonight, which will be cool. Oh wow! Because uh, they're allowing fans. Yeah, some fans. I think they have like a. I think they have like 25 percent capacity or something like that. So that'll okay. be good to have people in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 cool with it. Uh, um, I just love, I I like to see them play. I like to see them play against like fan bases that I that you know do like to talk crap to us. And it's like, well, I mean, like you guys can talk crap, but I don't ever see my mentions. So you know, like I'm probably not gonna see what you're talking. <laughs> talk away into the abyss. Yeah, go ahead, man. That's fine. Like I'll let everybody else deal with it. Like I'm not gonna deal with that. But yeah. you know, it should be a game that we win. I'm excited. You know, so. Yeah. So and and with that being said, let's say for instance. The Mavericks are up, you know, let's say they're up 17 with four and a half minutes to go. Are you are you on the side of they should play the rookies a little more or are you indifferent? Like, it doesn't matter to you because and it just for me, excuse me, just for me speaking, I want I want to see more Tyler Bay. I think there's an opportunity for him to get minutes in the rotation. Josh Green, maybe he's a year off, but I would still just like to see him continue to develop with playing time when the opportunity presents itself, you know, when they're playing lesser competition and the score is out of hand, throw these guys in, even Nate Hinton, who I think has a little ability, I mean, has some ability to maybe contribute as well. What are your thoughts on, on that in a scenario where they're up double digits with five minutes or less to go? You want to see the rookies or do you not really care? Uh, I definitely want to see the rookies. I'm not sure about five minutes to go, like with up 17, because as we saw, <laughs> recently oh, yeah. with the team, that, that's, you know, that's a that's a very good point you know the, three minutes to go <laughs> yeah i'm thinking like you know about three or four three minutes uh four minutes but i i will say uh, again because i didn't really watch the, the celtics game but i did you know i i did see the other day um you know josh green getting some more time like with like the main cast and i was like oh this is yeah, good. good to see i was like yes like i want to see the more of that uh you know like I think Josh Green. I think Josh Green still is like the most immediate like contributor to the team. Um, in my in my opinion, it goes Josh Green, uh, Tyrell Terry, um, Nathan, and I hate Nathan. Oh my lord, uh, Tyler Bay and then Nathan. I think that like that's order of the guys that I have like who can contribute to the team. Um, Tyler Bay to me is still he's a Tyler Bay is he's an, almost an enigma to me where like I want to see him more. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I do see him, he, he does look a little lost sometimes. He's had a few dunks, a few like nice passes, a few good like rebounds here and there. I've seen, but like he just, I feel like it has. I feel like maybe tomorrow may be a better time. You know, like especially if like KP is gonna you know miss tomorrow because something tells me he's gonna play tonight because it's the Knicks. You know, yeah. um, and I'm sure the league would appreciate that for viewer rating. You know, but uh, but um, yeah, I feel like you know. I feel like if KP misses tomorrow, I think Tyler should get some more time just to, you know, maybe like 15 minutes, you know, of play time, like with like the bench and like Luca, you know, mm-hmm. I think those are, you know, I think, 
I want to see what these guys can do with besides Luca, like when they're beside him. Because I need a, you know, I think that's gonna be the best barometer. Because Luca can bring it the best out of anybody, you know. Yeah. So I gotta see that because if because if it turns out like they mesh really well, then you know some minutes maybe going somewhere else, you know, like maybe yeah. we can't, maybe we could technically start playing like KP like fifteen minutes a game on his like quote unquote off days, you know, mm-hmm. and still give like you know Tyler Bay whoever like more time in that mm-hmm. role, so. That's what I think. Like again, like I'm not a huge proponent of like taking an entire like game off. Like I feel like if these guys can contribute, let them and like let KP like lessen his load on yeah. days where he was already gonna be out anyway. You know, mm-hmm. again, like if you just play him like 15 minutes and be like, oh, like he's out the rest of the game because you know health issues, whatever the hell, you know, whatever they, whatever they want to say, you know, like just do yeah. that. You know, and I think it would, I think it would at least like make the fan base a little more. Um, it would it would quell you know it would calm us down a little bit more, you know if we saw that instead. But I mean it's not our decision, so. True indeed, true indeed. I I you know and I, you make a good point and and for me I, I've I've spoken on previous podcasts and I've said I think that the Mavericks you know I, I in a way with the COVID situation they kind of they kind of burned all of their kind of low management days so to speak and it's just unfortunate not to anyone's fault. But it's just the way it is, and like now, it's really tough to sit KP and Luca on the same night, or or sit them like as long as they're healthy, they should play, and just maybe like you said, maybe their minutes are watered down, and you divvy up the you know spare minutes to other guys, but they're in a position. Some of those other guys, so that's interesting. Um, lastly, before we go, there's you know there was there was a lot made on Twitter about some comments that. J.J. Reddick made about not wanting to play in Dallas. And, of course, Dallas fan base immediately jumped down his throat. And they've asked, where is he at? But, you know, there's just been a lot of mystery surrounding him and not a lot of um, not a lot of welcome until he made some comments on his own podcast about his current injury situation, um, his family, you know, how it was constructed and how this whole trade went down and everything. And then fast forward you extended a invite <laughs> to your home <laughs> for them to come to for them to come by and have some of your your family's um you know wonderful cooking just yeah. extend, <laughs> as, as as i would expect as, as such a um loving guy like yourself and i saw that his co-host tommy alter actually responded to you um where are we at with that are the is, are the old man in three podcasts going to make it to your house? Is Tommy going to make it? Where are we at with that now? I'm actually <laughs> serious on that. And I'm sure that Hoopball Mavs would love to know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it hasn't gone any far beyond that quite yet. Um, you know, I sent out a DM just to see what's up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to- Tommy did end up following me back. So, uh, uh, or yeah, he followed me back. So, you know, just kind of, I'm just waiting to see what they say. Uh, it'd be cool if they did. If they don't, it's whatever. <laughs> like you know, I just I say dumb stuff like that all the time. Like to people, like oh, like uh, like I'm always oh, like Luca, let's go like to Whataburger or something like that, bro, or something. You know, like yeah. I'm always just sending invites to people. And uh, if they do decide to come, I gotta tell my mom. Like I'm sorry because I didn't mean to <laughs> offer cooking like that. But uh, I didn't think he was gonna respond to me. Now he did. Now I have to hold him. Yeah, hold him. I was like, I was like, crap. <laughs> now he responded to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. If anything happens, though, I'll let Twitter know. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. I mean, but that just goes to show the reach you have. I mean, 
you're you're terrific on there. You know, it's a pleasure to follow you, and you know, you're always you know always spreading positivity and engaging with people. I mean, you know, you see people with as many followers as you have, and it seems like they're just on there by themselves a lot of times, unless they're responding to somebody else with with another check mark. But you know, you you'll respond to people with a hundred followers. You'll respond to people with a hundred thousand followers. It just it doesn't matter. So it's just a testament to your presence online and and the fact that you know you're just always available and so i thought that was cool to see i mean and hopefully it does work out it'll definitely be a good story to share um on your podcast i'm sure and and i mean we'd love to have you back to to revisit that entire scenario anyway because that would be hilarious if in fact it did come down to that and you um and your mom <laughs> made some food for them so i would love to hear it as a foodie i would love to hear you break down the menu and what was eat. <laughs> <laughs> all right um but that'll that's it for today you guys um thanks for listening um you can go subscribe download the podcast on all streaming platforms leave a five-star review um again this is thomas this is mavs reddit's own we really appreciate you coming by and sharing some time with us on your off day congratulations on the um on being a father to be and um and yeah and where can people find you on twitter and um and let us know your podcast as well uh, you can follow me at, at Reddit Mavericks. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, not really popping on Instagram because I have no idea what I'm doing on there, <laughs> but I'm there. Uh, um, you can also find my podcast at Hoops and Hefeweizens. Uh, we're through uh, the um, the underscore MFLs uh, on Twitter. So if you want to follow us there, you can do that too. So Awesome. And so you guys can also catch me at Hoopball Mavs. And at LB said it, that's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. Again, thank you guys. Hopefully we get a win tonight against the Knicks. They, they need it, especially with these back-to-backs. They're grueling, so pick up as many cheap wins as you can. And uh, we'll speak to you guys soon. You guys all be safe. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.